Clashes, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is the Only Clash Podcast with your host, Hero and Wizard of Woo. Welcome to the Only Clash Podcast, episode number 30. What does C-Note always say once you hit 30, like you're pretty much dead from there? Is that is that what he said, Woo, back when? Yeah. Or is that yeah. 40? Yeah, I think, no. Once you hit 30, it's all downhill. You might as well stop counting, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a Reddit post that said uh, they didn't even think 35-year-olds use the internet anymore. They're too old for that. So it's got to be true if you read it on Reddit. Absolutely, yeah. Once you start hitting uh, 30, you start getting those cards in the mail, sign you up for ARP, and uh, next thing you know, you're going to have a phone with big, giant numbers on it. Faux show. Well, we got a very (laughs) special guest this week. It's Carl from the Crystal's Joint Podcast. What up, Carl? Gentlemen, good evening to you. Thanks for having me on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What kind of greeting was that? We're, we're absolute degenerates over here. This isn't fine dining. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm... sometimes I, I make so much fun of him during the other episodes. It's like sometimes you got to like let it cool for a while before you like really start going in on him again. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a chance. What have you been up to this week, uh, Carl? You know, a little this, little that. I may have started a new account, which uh, I still think might be a mistake. But uh, yeah, Coke versus Pepsi war, uh, starting up another war, started an account, and uh, prepping up for CWL. Hell yeah, how about you, Wu? Well, there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, since the last time we spoke. I know it's been a couple weeks. Um Work life has been has been absolutely insane for me all over the map, and uh, I know that we've we've tried to have the stars aligned for us to get together a couple different times, and uh, part of that's definitely my fault with with some of my crazy work schedule. But as far as you know, the game and stuff goes, man, things are going great. I'm down to like one town hall, twelve wall left on my on my main account. And uh, I've been, I've still just been having a ton of fun with everybody. And uh, Hero, how have you been, buddy? I've been, you know, I've been, I'm feeling good this week, but the last couple of weeks have been pretty rough. I got that uh, food poisoning. I would not recommend to anyone to try and go and get that to miss a couple of days of work. It is definitely not worth it. And. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much my whole last week was just me being sick all week, not really going to work or doing anything, really. So this week, feeling a lot better. I can definitely hear it in your voice, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've had a rough run of it. It's, I mean, I've, I've had food poisoning one time in my life, and uh, I, I'm, I'm with you right there. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, it was... It definitely wasn't fun, and it, like I kept thinking, oh, surely you know by this day, you know, I might be better, so maybe we could try and see if we can do the podcast or something. And, and it just never worked out any time we tried to do it. So I know it's been a couple of weeks. I think our last episode we did like a CWL recap. So like, we're, already, <laughs> we're already looking forward to this CWL. So sorry guys, but life happens. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, if uh. If all the money we made from the podcast was was really paying all my bills, then maybe things would be different. But uh, we're not quite there yet. We don't we, we we don't have a Patreon or anything like that. So, how is that Patreon going for you, Carl? Rip. 
<laughs> no more Patreon. It was an interesting experience, though, um, to just give it a whirl. Like, that's kind of why I did it was um, just to test it out and see how it worked. And then it was a convenient way to send out swag and whatnot. But, uh, you know, obviously in the end, doing a podcast and sending out stuff like that, you you do it for, uh, you know, to try to get people some laughs and... Uh, you know, get get some people some good memories, and obviously you don't make any money. In fact, you you're in the red pretty much the entire time. But uh, if you're having fun, why not? Yeah, and then once you get to episode 100, you just quit, right? <laughs> oh, so um. that that brings us to our first topic of discussion, uh, and that is our friends at uh, Clash on the Potty has uh, ha- have decided to end their podcast at the perfect number episode 100 and uh i know uh, i i got a chance to listen i know you're obviously an avid listener and and great friends with um with tribe and proverbs and uh i just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole situation uh with clash on the potty hero yeah i mean they were probably the first podcast i ever listened to like in the clash of clans scene but i think I think Carl was already posting episodes at the point where I started listening to. So then I was like, they were first, but Carl was like, still like that same day. I listened to both their podcasts. I think uh, it, it's super sad to see them go, but you kind of understand. Cause I think you've mentioned it a couple of times when you're like, you know, I, I like to do the podcast. It's fun. I don't want to do it if it's not going to be fun type of a deal. So if, if, tribe wasn't enjoying the game like i can really understand where he's coming from because there's not really any content for the game at all lately and it's kind of been a drag with a lot of my accounts it's like you know do a raid here or there i really have no interest in doing my gold passes even and then i'm like oh do i even want to get them next month and then it's like well i have to because i have to donate but it just <laughs> seems like it's kind of the game's fault a little bit because it there's, it's just so stale, I feel like, and we're really having to rely on all of, like, each other, you know, like, to make the game fun again, and sometimes it's just not happening, I think. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, I 100% agree, and I feel like uh, our little crew, we do a pretty good job at, you know, manufacturing content and manufacturing things to do that keeps it fresh, but, you know, as far as something actual gameplay wise it's i mean we've been hurting for i feel like six months like i feel like it's a, a disservice because uh i I, th- I think that they lit the spark um on it because i feel like some of the stuff that they brought into the game was amazing i still f- i feel like um in retrospect the flinger was a huge update um the hero extra life was a huge update so if they kind of you know, do a few more of those. I think that it would really, you know, have fans like keep their interest a little bit more. It's just not quite enough each time that they trickle stuff out. So I a hundred percent get where you're coming from. Um, I obviously know, you know, I mean, not apples to apples, but I know where, um, you know, COTP was because I burnt out on my clash podcast way back in the day. Um, so, I mean, you get, you get Jones in for it eventually. I mean, Clash is just kind of like weird where once you're into it, it just feels like it just keeps pulling people back. I think that's kind of a, a common story that we've been hearing. Um, 
so we'll see, we'll see what happens with uh, how time goes. But uh, you know, obviously, uh, several times we said uh, on on various vehicles either in discord or the podcast that were like hey would this make you quit and eventually some people are quitting because they're not putting anything out you know yeah i definitely agree with that i mean you know i've gotten to the point where i've quit before um just from absolute burnout and just not having fun and when i kind of came back to the game and discovered uh crystal to join and also Clash in the Potty and a number of other uh, content creators that kind of got my excitement back in, you know, to the game. I told myself that I wasn't going to do the same things that I did before to get me burned out. And the community that I was surrounded with when I got burned out was just a heavy, super ultra competitive community. And it was just all about winning. And we've kind of had some, you know, kind of similar conversations, um, you know, within Crystal to join to really, you know, up that, that kind of speaks to what our identity is as a community. And I think most everyone agrees that mostly we're about having fun and though it's fun to win. It's always fun to win. And it's nice to have people that have, you know, can learn from each other and, you know, keep the game new with new attack styles and helping each other. But at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, it doesn't matter what content is put out from um, Supercell in the game. It doesn't matter what your favorite content creators are doing. If you're not having fun with it, you're not going to, you know, enjoy it. You're not going to stick around. Um, and so my, for me, um, yeah, I'd like there to be more content from the game itself. I'd love for there, like Carl, you said, you know, a couple, you know, little updates here and there, sprinkle things in that give people, you know, new mechanics to play with, new toys to play with, you know, things to talk about. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about to me. To me, it's about the people that you play with and um, whether or not you can have fun, you know, together as a community. So. I'm super happy <laughs> that I found um, Crystal to join and everyone involved there and, and all the other people that come in and out and that play with us because I I definitely wouldn't have picked the game back up and gotten in it the way that I am um, if, if it wasn't for everybody that I play with. Yeah, definitely. I think even as far as like the podcast goes, you know, every week there's sometimes not enough like clash topics really unless you're like deep diving like reddit topics and like going mm -hmm. through youtube videos to really put together like a nice full big show's worth and stuff so we really do sometimes like regurgitate other podcasts like info and stuff because you know that's kind of like all that there is there lately and then you know especially with like me and you a lot of times now or well what sometimes we'll just supplement like stuff that's going on like in current events and stuff you know stuff stories that we find cool and so i think we're gonna keep doing that too because it it makes it a lot more fun especially if there's not a lot of content in the game yeah i mean i, I totally agree and you know part you know the podcast here you know it's really it, it it's about clash of clans because that's what brought us together but you know even you know as in real life like we don't just sit around and talk about clash of clans all day <laughs> so we have lots of conversations with our friends in the game about lots of different stuff. And so part of the podcast is about our friends 
the game and the stuff that we talk about that's not the game. And I feel like it's kind of a, it's a mirror on, you know, what kind of happens, you know, with our friendship and everyone else that we hang out with in discord and all the C2J clans. So that that's to me, that's what the podcast is really about is just to be a reflection of, of who we are as a group of people and why we're so much gosh darn fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. What do you think, Carl? Do you ever, are you ever like, God, I can't believe those guys talked about that. That's what I was going to, I was going to go over that whole event and they just covered it on their podcast. Oh no. I, I love it when people do that, honestly, because <laughs> I like to hear the different perspectives and, uh, mm-hmm. If they're talking about it, it's probably because they had fun and or there was drama, which is equally fun. So I, I actually enjoy it when there's an event and each podcast talks about it. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I like hearing all angles of it. And, uh, you know, the more they talk about it, the more they'll pique interest and the more people will have, uh, you know, wanting to maybe play an event or do an event that they've never done before. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think I, I forget who it was, but somebody said one time that they listen to all the other podcasts before they post an episode to make sure they don't talk about a lot of the stuff that we talk about. But for me, it was always like, oh, I, you know, I doesn't bother me in the slightest. Like mm-hmm. I've listened to somebody's episode and like just straight up stole like a question or something that like <laughs> I thought was really fascinating. And it's like, I want to talk about that on my podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I want to know how Wu feels about it or back when it was how historian felt about it, you know, back in the day. So yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I don't mind one bit listening to, three different uh, or four different or five different, uh, you know, accounts of the same event because everybody has that unique experience and, you know, everybody is in different, you know, uh, texting channels and voice chats. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and getting to hear everybody's interesting take on things um, is like part of the fun is like, you know, finding out how everyone experienced um, the same event. So it's kind of like, let's just put it this way. If you're if you're in any of our uh, events and then you go out and listen to these podcasts, it's kind of like a, a Tarantino movie and you're getting to see everyone's <laughs> angle. And the event was just where everyone smacked together and you saw how they all crisscrossed at the end. One thing, too, is uh, with some of the lar- the larger events for a time length of time that you're not on the whole time. So you'll hear stories that you missed. So like. For me, I can never be on during the day. I can only be on in the evening. So if there's some funny stuff that happened during the day, I want to hear about that. So if some podcast doesn't talk about it, I'm not, you know, in, you know, in when all that's going down, I won't have like the same experience. So I love hearing those stories. Um, Or like, for example, spoiler alert, unless I'm streaming it, if it's a drag raid, I won't watch it. I'll just back out and see what the next thing is. Um, But if there's like some cool drag stuff that I'm missing or they're spicing it up somehow, like if you don't talk about it, I just don't know that it existed. So I love hearing things that I missed as well. Love the honesty. (laughs) That's a really good point, I think. He checks that war comp and he doesn't even want to watch. He averts his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He knows it's not going to be a triple. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh well. Speaking of events and stuff, it's been such such a long time since we've talked. Um, the first thing that we really need to talk about is the five versus five town hall fourteen friendly war that uh, you and I were both in, involved in. Um, Hero, 
you were as a team captain and me as a OP attacker. <laughs> um, so I, I know for everyone that listens to all the podcasts have already heard about this because it was several weeks ago, but it's been a while for us. So uh, the quick breakdown is um, QC2 in, uh, went in first against OP boys and QC2 in won that first war. Uh, Blizzard to join I had their first war versus Cat Scratch Fever and Blizzard to join won. And then uh, for the championship on Carl's stream, it was Blizzard to join versus QC2N. And it was very, very, very close. But QC2N ended up taking it home. So Hero, as a team leader and someone who actually won a war and had good attacks, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, that 5v5? I had a lot of fun. It was really interesting with that, like, you know, 50-minute staggered attacks or whatever. And it was easy for me to be like, okay, I can hit pretty early because I don't really plan a whole lot, especially when I'm blizzarding. So it didn't really bother me like that in that way. I did get like a heart attack from Agent 52 who like must have like set his alarm for like five minutes before the war started and then just like mm -hmm. dropped off a discord for like the the like next four hours or something because then I couldn't get a hold of him. And I was like, oh, Jesus, like we're going to be we're going to turn out like the OP boys over here unless we get something <laughs> going. So I started uh, messaging Fury because he was in the stream. And so he was like, OK, yeah, I'll be the backup if he doesn't show. But then like literally five minutes before we were supposed to send the challenge agent was like oh yep yeah i'm ready to go and it's like thanks i've only been messaging you for the last hour but <laughs> you know i mean stuff like that is just like hard to anticipate so it was definitely kind of nerve-wracking for me but as far as the war went i thought it went great and they really went by pretty fast like it did not feel like an hour long like sort of each war because it was like oh you, you go from this attack to this attack to this attack, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now it's my turn to attack. I think Peter kind of mentioned that on their podcast. It really, you know, it felt like it went by pretty quick, and it was pretty enjoyable. Oh, yeah. For for me, similar experience where the time absolutely flew by. Um, and as far as uh, what happened in our war, man, OP boys were an absolute OP mess. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know... Nob, you had talked before this this war that, you know, you had some people earmarked that you were going to try to, you know, woo over to your team. And uh, Nob was fast on the trigger, and he was able to slide into uh, Agent Paladin's DMs faster than you. And Agent Paladin accepted his rose and uh, became a part of OP Boys. And uh, let me tell you, he did not live up to APOP as <laughs> like usually the man is absolutely on fire. But, uh, you know, that alarm was not OP. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Agent Paladin, uh, our good friend, is, you know, lives overseas. He's in a completely different time zone than pretty much everyone else in our in our server, even even the Australian guys. And uh he, it was. I think it was going to be like 2 a.m. or something like that for him when this uh, 5v5 was going down. So he, he, he was like, oh, I got that alarm set. I'm there. And, uh, well, he wasn't there. So <laughs> we went from uh, a five-man 5v5 to a 5v4. Not that it would have really mattered at the end of the day because, let me tell you. You guys all had... got triples, right? And it was just <laughs> his attack that missed the cost of the war. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> we, we started off our first war versus QC2N, and, uh, you know, we were all in voice chat. We were having a great time talking and, and talking about strategy, what we were going to do, who was going, what bases we wanted. So that first little few minutes of, you know, war prep that we had, um, you know, that 15, 20 minutes until the first attack had to go live, um, you know, we were frantically, you know, strategizing and flagging bases and look, scouting at things with each other and talking, talking things over. And it was a ton of fun. So uh, JB Heasy, he says, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing my, you know, popcorn blimp. I know where I'm going. I know what base I want. And we're like, all right, man, well, then you can hit first if you're totally set. And then the debate started as to who was going to get second. And uh, and it was kind of up to either me or Green Arrow uh, who was going to go second. So JB goes in, completely crushes his hit, gets us a triple right off the bat. We draw we draw first blood. We're feeling really good. And uh, Green's, Green was like, well, there's no way I'm going to follow that. Like, Woo, you got to go. I'm not following that. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go. I mean, I didn't care. I was having fun. So um, QC2N comes in, uh, you know, they get a two star and we're like, oh boy, you know, you know, things are looking up for us. And uh, I go in and proceed to completely whiff on my attack, get a one star. I had a blimp plan for the town hall. Doesn't get there. Don't get the town hall. We go from the highest of highs of starting off the war with the triple to the lowest of lows, uh, you know, getting the one star. And uh, I was like, well, you know, sorry, guys, that's, you know, if, 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 if we lose because of me, I'm, you know, I'm real sorry. And everybody was very nice in chat. They're like, oh, man, don't worry about it, man. It happens, you know, tough one, whatever. You know, QC2 comes in and uh, does their next attack. And then Green's like, all right, I guess I'll follow that. Big mistake. <laughs> if, he, if he thought my attack was bad, getting the one star after the triple poor green i felt so bad for him uh he goes in for his attack doing one of his classic you know e-dragon attacks that carl loves so much and the poor man zero stars i felt so bad uh but i couldn't help but laugh because we we're a bunch of degenerates so well, we were who, ahead, just, girl. who decided it was a good idea to give uh green arrow the ring base by the way you guys really set him up for failure by giving him that toxic base to hit bt dubs <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, you know, we're all kind of, you know, we're all adults and he flagged the base. I don't even think it was a nobody wants this base. It was like, you know, the bases kind of all fell in into everyone's hands. You know, uh, I think JB tagged the base early. So he got that one. And I think there wasn't much of a, an argument really over who was getting what. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anything, I'll blame Nob because he was. <laughs> He was our team leader, and if somebody should have stepped in, he should have stepped in. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it didn't go well. And, uh, man, Stream was like, you know, feeling real bad, and uh, I was feeling real bad. So, uh, I definitely feel for him to, to do it on Stream and, and not wanting to follow a triple, and then I one star, and then following that with, with his attack. And, so we really had a roller coaster, but at the end of it, the four of us that were on, um, we all said, "Hey, you know, fair enough. We we you know we gave it a shot. We had some success. We had failures for sure. But honestly, we I think we all had a really great time. And at the end of it, you know, we we all said that we would do it again. So, um, 
it was it was i've never been involved in uh in hitting a format like that so it, i felt like it was super exciting the time definitely flew by um but it was a ton of fun and honestly i can't wait to to do it again how did you like uh, streaming it carl it's amazing for streaming because there's basically no dead time there was like very very little dead time um, and during that time, we kind of did predictions, kind of talked about the last war. Otherwise, it was hit, hit, hit. Like, it's 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 no wonder that uh, they did this format, because I think it's fantastic for the players, and it's amazing for the content creators. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts of this stream itself was just, like, listening to Carl just be like, where's his spotter? Where's his spotter? Because it's like, Zeno you know, was like, Queen was on a lava hound or whatever, and he's... <laughs> We're not telling him to drop a poison, and he, he's got a poison, and he doesn't drop it. And I could just hear Carl in the background just saying, where's his spotter? And I was laughing so hard because I was helping spot him. And obviously the meme that I'm the worst spotter in the world, and I, just, I was like, I got to let it go. I mean, don't let your memes be dreams. I'm just... I'm not gonna say anything. He's gonna, he's gonna have oh. that poison for the back end. <laughs> I can't I can't remember what stream it was, but C Note told me one time, even with the delay, he could hear me yelling uh, uh something like spotting, and even with the stream delay, he was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go do this," and he and he did it just in time to like you know salvage whatever it was. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so you gotta you gotta give us a rundown. Uh... For you guys, hero, because you guys made it all the way to the end, and and just were percentage points away from from taking the win. And uh, you know, let us know what that was like in in voice chat and what the mood of the team was. Uh, it was it was like pretty. You know, I didn't know Jess and Barky like super duper well, but we all jumped in voice, which was like another thing that was really fun that I kind of wasn't expecting going into it. But you know, we were everybody was super supportive in voice. The bases did kind of fall into play like you were talking about, too. Like, everyone just found a base, and they are like, yeah, I could hit this or whatever. And there was no, like, bases that nobody didn't want or anything like that. So that went really smooth. And then, you know, we weren't really expecting to get, like, a ton of triples. But, like, Jess was, like, super MVP because she pulled a triple out in the very first war, which was basically, you know, a big part of the reason why we won that war. And it was, like, just super good to get that triple, you know? It's, like, that sort of boost to morale and everything. And it's, like, mm -hmm. oh, you, you can't touch us now, basically. And then, so we go basically back-to-back. -back, and I think that's why we probably ended up losing, because we had to go back-to-back. -back and we didn't have that break that QT Queen charged nowhere at. So, but it was still, like, a super tight war again. But we could tell they were kind of leading us on percent in pretty much every attack so it was like really all coming down to like our last two attacks i did get a triple on that second war so like i felt pretty good i was like super happy it's like okay i got one triple <laughs> out of two attacks like that's good enough for me like i'm definitely not gonna <laughs> complain about that uh, you know especially after seeing like what happened with boys, it's like, uh, you know i felt i felt like so bad for you guys just like watching it's like no that's I wanted them to do so much better, you know, get them a deal with it. <laughs> you know, stuff happens. And then Jess, for her second attack, like, she was already on fire. And so it's like one of those things. I think C-Note said it in the CDJ podcast where he's like, well, 
you know, Kira didn't get a triple his first war, so I'm sure he's going to get it the second war. And it's like, just got her triple already. So we were like, oh, mm. man, she's an amazing attacker. And she used, like, a pretty different strategy, like army comp, I'm pretty sure, her second uh, war hit. But she was, like, destroying the base with it. And it was, like, you know, 30 seconds left with all the buildings that were up. It was like, oh, it's in the bag. That's a triple. Like, we were all, like, already just like, whoa, yeah, you're awesome, <laughs> Jess. You know, in, in the Discord chat, like, oh, we kick those guys asses you know that'll show coal <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> then we get to that last millisecond of time one second left and there's one building left with like one hp left and mm. it really worked like you could almost see like the warden staff moving towards it and then stopping and it was over wow. and it was like 99 percent two star mm. yeah it was brutal yeah, I mean, the whole event, I feel like, was, I mean, kind of perfect, just because you had the meme team uh, coming out with the OP one stars and zero stars, <laughs> and then you had actual legit good attacks, um, and lots of triples, and when you had the final war come down to literally just time, like, I mean, it was right there, right on the edge of your seat. It, I, it, I had so much fun. Uh, not just participating and losing our war embarrassingly, but I had a lot of fun hanging out on uh, on the stream and watching everyone else's attacks. It was uh, it, yeah, it was awesome. And I know Carl, you had thrown out the uh, suggestion that possibly next time we could do a larger format. And uh, there's it seems to be a lot of good feedback around that. So um, definitely sign up, OP boys again. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know if all of us will make it, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the name will live on. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite part of that, too, is, like, right after your guys' first war ended, like, for, like, 10 seconds, like, during our preparation period, Green Arrow pops into our voice chat, and he goes, I know you guys are talking shit. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Little, little self-conscious, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the... The plan is to do an eight team the next go around, and I think I'm going to ask a couple of people for help, and we're going to try to do two sides, uh, do the the little four person pods, and do two sides, and the winner of the two pods go and uh, face off in a championship. That's the uh, that's the theory. So that's what we got cooking up next. I'm super stoked. Well, we another war that we missed because we haven't recorded in so long is the Coke and Pepsi war, man. I didn't even join it. That's like, that was my big fail because, I mean, I say I was like really sick and I was, but I still probably should have been able to put in the effort to do it. I don't know. I just lost track of time. And then obviously I was so sick. I had to get some water pumped into me, but uh, I felt, I felt really guilty about missing the Pepsi war. Cause like the chat leading up to it was just so epic. Like all of the war, like the meme wars going every single day in the discord like it felt like it never died like usually sometimes we have these wars like scheduled out so far in advance people sign up and then that chat becomes pretty stale for like the next seven days and then you just see it like a couple posts like signing up and stuff no real banter but man Mm -hmm. that coke and pepsi chat was like on a whole nother level oh absolutely it was it was like you said it was completely non-stop it was like 
okay, you know, uh, cats in general saying good morning and aces in the Pepsi chat posting Coke me, uh, Coke gifts. <laughs> like that was how I started every single day uh, up up until that the day of that war. But yeah, I mean, it was it was completely epic. I could hear the uh, Discord main servers firing up into overdrive uh, leading up to that war from all the chat uh, in that channel. And the war itself uh, did not disappoint. Uh, Carl streamed uh, for like four hours, I think, um, when the war kicked off. And the stream was a ton of fun. Uh, and... Uh, I am sorry that you missed it because I know you were all about that team Pepsi life, but uh, you know, real life stuff happens. And um, it, I've been there too, where it's like, you know, you, the last thing you want to do is uh, let somebody down is be like, yes, I'm going to be there and then be a total no show. That would be awful. That would be the worst thing you could possibly do to any of your teammates <laughs> oh is do something like that. So, so I totally understand why you, you bowed out of the, Coke versus Pepsi war ahead of time. That way, you know, people can make arrangements and get other accounts to fill in. And, uh, and you, you don't just let the whole team down. So I am sad that you weren't able to, weren't able to be there, but because it was a, it was an absolute blast. The, the stream was popping off. I actually jumped, jumped into Mords uh, was streaming, uh, right before Carl came on and jumped in there. And then, uh, and then Mords ended up jumping into Carl's stream and jumping in the chat. <laughs> so like that was that was a ton of fun. And we had, you know, lots of minor uh flash celebrities uh on both sides of the war, tons of people that were in podcasts and uh YouTubers and lots of content creators. So there was a ton of uh banter in in the live chat as well. And uh no surprise the best team won, and that would be the team that I was on, which was Team Coke, because everybody knows it's Coke over Pepsi any day, all day, the world round. Um, but it was a, cl a, a pretty close war. I think it came down to like three stars. I think it was like 75 to 72 uh, total stars there. And uh, Carl, you know, I know you've already done a little bit of a recap on your, mm -hmm. on the, your podcast, but, you know, what was your thoughts about, you know, the buildup? to this event and did it actually live up to all the hype a hundred percent across the board like you said the build-up never let off even during the war because uh you know after the discord got done popping off the trash talk carried out in stream as well <laughs> the trash talk was was heavy on stream and uh yeah it was it was very close like it it definitely lived up to expectations and uh uh, you know, Coke had more hits early in the stream. Um, Pepsi kind of saved a few, and so, uh, but they definitely had enough to come back. So even when Coke took out an early lead, it was because they had more hits. And so, uh, Pepsi came storming back and almost caught us. I was on, uh, I was on Team Coke, um, but yeah, that was. I, I think it lived up to everyone's expectations and then some. And uh, in fact. Um, uh, you know, woo in classic fashion. I did a couple of kind of Mimi trolley attacks in the war, and I started to feel a little bit bad because everyone was taking it so seriously, and I was just like, "Ooh, I kind of wa wasted a couple of hits doing like you know twenty rocket loons, you know." But uh, yeah, it was it was like it was better than I kind of expected when the idea first came out. I didn't realize how passionate people were about this and i think that uh heroes first and foremost on that because uh 
uh, you know, he used to work for the company and I'm super jealous he found one of those nitro Pepsis. And so, I mean, <laughs> I, I think the hero had, uh, you know, something in, you know, to stake in the game, even though, uh, you know, he wasn't in the war. Yeah, yeah I, felt, I felt so bad. <laughs> I, I let C-Note down. <laughs> Did you DM about it? DM him about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I would have been there. It looked like so much fun. And then it was like, the stream is going on. And since I didn't make it, I was like too shamed in, in the doghouse to want to watch <laughs> oh the stream. But I just like mm. sat in my shameful loneliness for the whole night. Just, just you know. <laughs> Just taking pity upon myself, apparently, but that I'm telling you, that nitro Pepsi is actually legit. Like it was pretty dang good. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. So, so compare it to compare it to normal Pepsi. Like what? What's the difference? I don't even know. Normal Pepsi is so gross. I try to stay away from it. But but, but uh, compare it and give give us a breakdown of the differences. Well, it's it's a like a draft type of a model, so you can that really comes across like in how it tastes and like that nitro you crack it open you pour it hard i'm not sure if you guys know what that means i didn't know what it means until i read the instructions on it so you oh, there's dump, instructions yeah so you just basically <laughs> dump it into a glass just and it doesn't fizz over or anything like that and then it kind of kills out most of the carbonation really and then then it's just kind of like a oh, i'm sure you guys have had like a root beer that's kind of on tap kind of a deal at a mm-hmm. like maybe a brewery or something it's very similar to that but just like pepsi and the one that i got is like a vanilla pepsi and so i really didn't get that kind of gritty aftertaste that a lot of people complain about the pepsi has which you know is understandable complaint i feel like sometimes but i thought it was great um i i hate to be the buzzkill hero but was there any uh you said there there you said carbonation you mean the the nitrogenation like there was just no like bubbles in it it was like all just like there was like the nitrogen stuff in there for sure but i just meant like it's not like a fizzy type of a soda because you just pour it out like that and then it's like basically like one of those milk stout beers that you can get Mm -hmm. okay is carl like calling you is carl calling you out on the fucking science right now (laughs) (laughs) i'll shut up now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not carbonation it's nitrogenation <laughs> is that even a word I don't, I don't even know <laughs> I don't know if it isn't I just made it up bam 2022 <laughs> uh, well I'll tell you I'll tell you what um, it sounds super interesting I, I I probably would try one because if you're telling me it's Pepsi but actually better than, than it's an improvement on Pepsi then I would give it a chance if I ever found one. I, I, whenever I do stop into a gas station and look for something, I'm always looking for something weird that I don't normally get at like a grocery store. So I actually do peruse all the different drinks and stuff to see if I can find something weird or different. And that's um, like the, the only thing that's good about trucking is you go like so many different places. Yeah, you can just like search for like anything, and you're just like, oh, I don't know what the hell this is, but I'm gonna try it. Yeah, because I mean, you you know from from working for the company that uh, you know every little area has their own, you know every, every little area has their own little drinks that they get. Like you know, if Pepsi is trying out something like Nitro, they're not going to be until they approve it for the whole world. They're not going to be in every gas station, so you have to be in some little area that's part of like the test market. So 
yeah, with my tra- with my travels, I'm the same way. Like it's like, oh, I got an opportunity to stop in a gas station and see what weird stuff that they have that I I can't get everywhere else. So I will definitely keep an eye open for it and um, see if it. Can, I mean, I've been coke I've been a coke drinker since like I was a kid. So it it, it would take a pretty big uh, leap in in, in, in pe- with, for Pepsi to steal me away from coke. But uh, if I do find it, I'll report back as well. Did, uh, oh yeah, I got I got one at Walmart, so I would assume it's pretty much at most Walmarts. Did you guys happen to see the uh, the limited edition IHOP maple syrup Pepsi that they're only doing about two thousand of? Oh my god, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is it. Oh, I can't imagine what that would taste like. I just I, I just mean- posted it, and you I you have to like try to win it, like you have to like enter a competition and like talk about it to even get one of them. They're gonna make it an NFT too, probably. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks interesting, funny. but I don't. I'm just not a big like sir. I'm not a very big sweets guy. Like, I just like it sounds too sweet to me, almost to like for me to think that I would like it. You're more of a like, I'll, guy. I just like, I'll eat pancakes with just butter. Like, I don't need syrup on my pancakes. Just butter. Well, now you can have uh, pancakes with Pepsi. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just dump that Pepsi straight on the pancakes. <laughs> I mean, it sounds awful. First of all, one of the reasons I don't like Pepsi that much is because I feel like it tastes too sweet. So I can't even imagine the kind of person that would actually enjoy a maple syrup flavored Pepsi. Actually, I can. His name is Moose, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm, true. That sounds like something up his alley. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and, and speaking of Moose, um, he's back in the competition. Uh, myself, Knob, Moose, and now even Mr. C-Note has thrown his hat in the ring for a Town Hall 12 bet for CWL. And in classic Town Hall 12 uh, moose fashion, the the bet that's on the line is it's all about stars and percent. So um, E4 has done a fantastic job with CWL uh, again this month. And we asked that uh, all the, the four of us get placed, our, all our Town Hall 12s get placed in the single clan, and E4 has obliged. And... Uh, We've all agreed that we're all going to try to just hit Town Hall 12s, you know, no dipping, and hopefully there'll be enough um, Town Hall 12s for us to flag that we won't have to hit up at all. So we're going to try to keep it as level playing field as possible. Uh, Most stars and most percent wins, and, you know, it doesn't really matter who the winner is. What really matters is who the low man on the totem pole is, who the loser is. And like I said, in classic fashion, Moose has Moose made the suggestion. All right, how about whoever loses has to post a video of them dancing Gangnam style? And like I've always said, I don't care what the what the loser has to do because I don't plan on losing. <laughs> and uh, I have to know from you, Carl, how salty are you going to be when Moose gets the chance to post more sweet dance moves in, in the Discord? Uh, well, I got a, I got a message from Moose. Moose. You think you have, you know, the genetic disposition to be this dancer. You have yet to dance, my friend. You've been immortalized as a C2J gif, but uh, 
you know, pointing and smiling is only going to get you so far. So we'll see what you got this next go around because 100% he's losing. I don't even think there's, I don't even <laughs> think that anyone thinks any differently. Moose is losing this thing. He's going to be dancing. He's going to be gift 2.0. Hero, what's your take on this? Who's the, who's the smart money on for losing in Dancing Gangnam style? I mean, it's obviously Knob isn't going to want to do Gangnam style, so he's probably <laughs> going to put, put some work into his attacks. So is Wu. It's so, you know, I already have a picture of C Note's foot with my name on it. So it would be nice to have a, the ants to go along with it, but I don't know. I think, I think. Carl's right. I think Moose just wants to lose anyways. He's just like, this is my thing, you know? He's just a glutton for punishment. And, you know, once again, classic Moose style. Um, I was able to hop on voice chat uh, with him last week, and, uh, you know, we were just kicking it around, and I brought it up to him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, what are you doing to prepare for this? Because, man, I'll tell you, you, you've been on the struggle bus for a while in CWL, He's like, oh, I don't know, you know, I'll probably just try a couple different attacks or whatever. Like he, he, uh, he's such a good sport. He, he's take, he knows he's in it just for the memes, and uh, he's not taking it that seriously. And I think he's, I, I think this is secretly his way of, uh, of, of keeping himself relevant is that uh, being able to show off the dance moves. Oh man, I should, I should join with my Town Hall Twelve. That's like wasn't a max town hall six so everything about it is horrible but we can see if i get more stars and percentages. <laughs> hey man well the more the merrier the more the merrier so if you're if you're down for it you, you know just be prepared to, to pay up the bet <laughs> i would actually have to prepare Oh. oh, there's Moose out of the blue. He just shows up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so put the put the oh. Moose bat signal out. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you sent out the back bat signal, and there there he is. <laughs> magic Moose. <laughs> he says Magic Moose. Oh no, we can't have Magic Moose. We already have Magic Knob. That's that's too much. <laughs> oh my gosh! So um. Hero, you brought up a, a, a foot-related picture that you have of uh, one of our good friends, C-Note. And uh, that kind of brings us into our next topic, which is uh, recently on a Crystal Join episode. And we're lucky that we have Carl here with us now. Um, there was some discussion about, like, basically kind of like a, a C2J constitution. Like, we really don't have a lot of rules, but this is like a, a discussion just about you know, are there some things that we can lay down that are that might be kind of unspoken, but we can actually say them out loud and put them down in writing? Um, things about you know how the clan operates and how uh, Discord operates and uh, anything else in general that you know we should be aware of, so that we can all get along and have and maximize the fun that we have. Um, so I kind of made a, a short list of. The, the few things that were discussed uh, on the podcast with uh, Carl and C-Note and uh, E4, that was so uh, glad to have him on and get to, and get, to hear his, get to hear his take on these things. And wanted to see what your takes were on this hero. So 
The first uh, rule, the first law laid down in the Constitution of Crystal to Join was we should limit players to only one account in the C2J main clan um, when we're right around 45 members or so. That way there's enough room for people to move back and forth and for new people to come in that might just be discovering the podcast or Discord or things like that. What, what did you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's only fair. Like, everybody kind of wants to be in their account, uh, clans with their minis, too, because especially if you need troops. I know Nob said, like, a big thing for him is, like, he's on at sort of the off times. You know, they're the Aussies. They're halfway across the world. And so they, they're not on the same times we are. So if he needs to do his attack... A lot of times he's got to get donations from himself. So I, I understand why that sucks. But also it's like, you know, the, I feel like some of the members we get are definitely from like the podcasting stuff. I mean, there's also like people that see, you know, that we have a ton of 14s or whatever and hop in. And, you, you know, for the most part, those guys quickly leave. It, it feels like <laughs> anyways, but I, I, I feel like it's, you know, it's understandable. Like, I understand why people would want to have more than one account in, but especially once we get up to that, like, cap, you know, until Supercell gives us, like, you know, 75 people per clan, like, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, and I think the, the, the main pain point here was that, um, you know, someone would find us and, you know, maybe they're a Town Hall 12, 13, maybe even a 14, and come in and hang out. And the next thing you know, it's like, there's four other accounts in the clan and nobody really knows who they are. And then once we track down who it is, it's like, Oh, it's that one guy that just joined two weeks ago and he brought over all of his minis and they've got like three or four accounts in there. It's like, okay, it's cool that you found us and we're, and we want to have fun, but like we have to keep room for everybody else too. So I know there was, there was a couple purges that happened where it's like, okay, these, these accounts got to go because you know, this is someone's minis and they're just taking up space and we have other people, whose mains can't even get in. And I think that that's really kind of where that comes from. And so I agree with that. Carl, have you gotten any feedback on that at all? Uh, not really. I think that, uh, you know, really stemmed from after an event like C-Note and I couldn't even get into the clan at all. So <laughs> it was like, you know, half the time that they're like, oh, hey, I want to say hi to C-Note because let's face it, nobody comes pops by to say hi to me. They just want to talk to C-Note. And then they'll be Same. like, Oh yeah, um, about that. Uh, yeah, Cino's not even here with one of his twenty accounts, so you're gonna have to go somewhere <laughs> else to find him. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. When you guys couldn't get back in, and, we, and then we have to make room, and then uh, when 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 Jr's handed the keys to make room, things get ugly. So yeah, yeah, let's, I let's, join let's, the clan, and then Jr kicks me, and it's like, well, I guess I'll just go to <laughs> Dirty Jimmers this month, boys. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Uh, what a one of my big things that like bugs me too is like package deals. Like somebody will join and they'll be like, "Hey, but can my friend join?" And I'm like, "Bro, like we didn't even really want you. Why? <laughs> oh my God. Why would we? Why would we want your town hall ten buddy? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't mind it in dirty gemmers at all. Like the more the merrier. Yeah. But in like a clan like Crystal to join, it's like kind of like, come on, dude. Like for real. <laughs> Yeah, there's been there's been a couple of those that have that have happened in the past, and I always chuckle when I see that happen. Um, the next one up is uh, limit the clan chat to ward discussion only during the last thirty minutes of like close wards. 
So this is the tryhard. <laughs> this is about as tryhard as we get, I guess, right? Where it's like, I don't want any distractions. I don't want a bunch of like <laughs> normal life chit chat. Like it's thirty minutes left, and it's actually close, and people are trying to like plan hits and and you know get uh, war troops. So let's try to keep the you know chat kind of clean. Um, I think this is totally fine, but I can only see salt coming from this uh, coming from this rule. So, uh, what what are your guys' takes on that? Uh, well, you know, it's I definitely see where people are coming from. Like, if you're really at the last, especially if it's down to the wire, like a super close war, and somebody's like clearly typing out paragraphs as like you know trying to plan things, asking for someone else's input. Like, it's incredibly rude to just be like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, just got back from school. What's everybody up to?" You know, it's like you can see what they're up to. Read the messages, like you know. <laughs> I think it was either E4 or C note that said, just take it to Discord, man. Like, especially if yeah. there's like a, a, like I said, paragraphs of messages, because, you know, that's, you're in the game planning. And so a lot of times you're sending messages in game. So it's just easier to use that chat feature, which is already a terrible chat feature as it is. <laughs> right. And now you're just like making it even harder on the people like trying to do war attacks. Yeah, for sure. And, and Carl, anything to add on this? It seemed like you were. You you had fallen victim to this situation many times. Yeah, I mean, I'll just let people peek behind the curtain. This is just because when Nob and I are are doing a plan. Let's face it, it's most of the time it's Nob and me. We get it. It's like I'm all paranoid <laughs> about my attack. I'm like, Nob, dude, what do I do here? Blah blah blah. And we're like back and forth, and all of a sudden, like you're saying, somebody gets in there, and I like, can't find Nob's message. I'm like, what's the deal? Asking for all these troops, and I'm just like, I just, I just get annoyed. It's me. It's a hundred percent me. That's why I tried to get that rule passed. Uh, and you're right, Nob and I can just hit Discord, but sometimes uh, Nob's at work, so you might not be able to, you know, get there or something. I don't know. That's more. That's more or less where it came from. Oh no, I totally understand that. I, that's not what I was saying. I was like, they should take their real life conversation to Discord. Yeah, <laughs> keep the war chat going. The real life. Take the real life to Discord, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, the next one was uh, use your war attacks regardless of your town hall level or matchup. And I have seen a little bit of an improvement in this uh, in this category since the discussion was had. I did see some scouting attacks being used in some in some recent wars in Crystal to join, but there's still some people that are missing attacks. And it, look, we get it. Real life happens. Um, but I haven't heard a lot of complaining. We will see how this goes with CWL because some of the people that are a little more tryhard than some of the clans they end up in, uh, usually get a little burnt out and, and upset about this. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, it only benefits, it only benefits you as, as the player, regardless of your matchup to try to, you know, learn how to get a scout, a good scout or help out, you know, help out the clan, um, so, you know, any any comment to make about this one, uh, Hero? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm probably on the worst, and I'm, like, the worst defender probably because in Dirty Gemmers, when we do wars, I get, like, a lot of the stars, and then I'm just, like, done. You know, I'm just like, no, you guys can finish it off or whatever. Like, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not going to attack on my other five accounts because we've already got a perfect war. Like, I'm just not going to do it. So, yeah. you know, I, I understand where you guys are coming from, especially in Crystal's join, where it's just like, we really should be using every attack. Like C-Note said, you don't opt in for war if you're not going to attack. Like, that makes zero sense. At least mm -hmm. go for loot. You're 
helping your account out, you're farming it, you know, that way and everything that makes complete sense. You know, it's just like in Dirty Chimmers, my dad was in there and he attacked like the number one guy because I had left that for Knob and he's in town all like nine. And it was like, <laughs> obviously he got destroyed because he had no idea like how to, you know, you just can't hit up like that from a nine to like a 14. There's no possible way, really. And so it's like, you know, that's what, and Knob told him like, just, you know, just go for loot, man. You're fine. You know, don't worry about it. And, you know, it is good advice. You know, if you can't hit anything at your level, just go for loot. Absolutely. I don't think any of us would be mad if, if the lower bases are cleared and there's loot to be had, you're like you're more than welcome to go hit for loot. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that uh, <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but we, I, I feel like we still have an issue with some timing things. Like people at the bottom of the map don't understand that like they can't wait until the last two hours of war to get their first attack in. Like <laughs> that's that's not how any real successful war is planned out. So. If you're in a mixed scrim and you're at the bottom of the map, like just rule of rule of thumb is the lower you are, the earlier you should be hitting. And, um, you know, so if you're at the very, very bottom, it needs to be in like the first, I don't know, six or eight hours. And then, it, you know, you get a little bit more time the further up the map you go. But, uh, you know, just be a good clan mate. If, if you're opted in and you know you're going to be near the bottom of the map, just plan on hitting as soon as that freaking uh preparation day timer runs out yeah let me tell you why this yep. is more important than ever is because the flinger is amazing when you put it in the right spot of the base and so those kind of outside tesla farms to mess up the flinger um and skelly traps and stuff like that are more prevalent than ever so if you can have even like a th8 scout out a corner for a flinger that would be a big deal so you can kind of prepare for it absolutely and I, i've even seen guys go in and scout for a blizzard you know a town hall 11 send in the blimp from an angle that a town hall 14 was looking to to blimp from um and just you know send in the blimp and great you know warden the blimp and and we'll see what traps comes up and see you know uh, yeah. see what you know what the angle is so there's a lot of good information you can get from you know from a good scout so mm -hmm. just be be good clan mates guys come on hit early and then if you can't then Ask ask what anybody needs for a scout. <laughs> this is about as try hard as we get. So, <laughs> this one to me is a little bit controversial because I feel like a a lot of like different issues that we have sometimes it's like people are already like grandfathered in to like you know if we wanted to make Chris start to join Town Hall fourteen only, it's like we still have those guys that are like active all the time that are like good mm -hmm. friends of ours. It's like we don't really want to kick them out of the clan. So I want to kind of preface it with that like you know we understand even like people like of glory for instance he is in our discord but he's not like super active every day he does mm -hmm. pop in once in a while and you know it's just like it helps so much to have people in discord that are in the clan especially in crystal join because it's just so much easier to tag them to even not like publicly message them like in front of everyone just be like hey man are you gonna get your attacks in or something like that just another avenue of communication that just helps so much. So I would really encourage everybody to join the Discord, especially if they're in Chris's join, and that's this, like, tenant. Yeah, I mean, and I think that the point was made on uh, your podcast, Carl, where it's kind of like, look, if you're not in Discord, you're not going to get all the jokes. 
you're not going to be able to really participate in all of the, you know, fun events and wars and, and stuff that we're doing. So it's like, you're missing out on at least 75% of the fun. If you're in crystal to join uh, main clan or even the family of clans and you're not in the discord. So it's kind of like, you know, if somebody pops in the discord and says, Hey, I found you guys. Can I join the clan? It's almost like, Oh, we got one. Someone who actually is on, like, is on discord before they try to join the clan and we don't have to sign them up for discord. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think having discord required to be in the main clan is, is totally fine. And anybody who's interested in hanging out with us that doesn't want discord, there's plenty of other clans in the family that, you know, is, is a much more casual and you can get to know everybody there until we, you know, proselytize you into Discord. Yeah, it just helps a lot. And it would make things easier, especially um, when we got, you know, guests coming over, friends come over for different wars or events or something like that it just makes everything like 100 times easier. And then like, you can grab them back too. you'd be like, hey, man, everything's over, bring you all your accounts back. And so we don't have to kind of wrestle up, you know, wait a day, a day to spin, we can spin earlier, you know, stuff like that. So right now, the the next the next uh, law on the books is being discussed <laughs> currently, which is uh, keep the discussion in the live recording uh, Discord channel relevant to the podcast only. <laughs> so this was a great one because there are certain topics of discussion that will uh, go off the rails very quickly, and certain people that that those topics revolve around that go off the rails quickly so that live podcast commentary channel when, when, you know, uh, crystal, the join is recording or when we've been uh, interloping in here, hero, um, the discussion can go off the rails pretty fast. So I thought this was a good one. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I did not want to, uh, you know, I was a little confused about this rule at first, um, because it sounded like it was like, okay, the live podcast channel is only for when there is an actual live podcast going on. And so I had some feedback for Carl in C-Note after one of the episodes. And I just posted it in general and, and Hammer came in. And he was like, oh, man, th I think this would be okay to go into the live podcast commentary, <laughs> even though it's not live. And I'm like, I've had Carl Salt. I did not want Hammer Salt. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it in the general. But uh, so and, and there's a discussion, right? <laughs> I think Hammer's already been... Uh, <laughs> That's literally what's happening right now. That's just during the recording. Stick to the subject. It's just back and forth right now uh, in the live podcast about this rule. So um, what do you think about this, Hero? You know, I you know, just kind of glanced down at the commentary. So you know, if a bunch of messages scroll by, you know, I might not notice something that might have been like a funny joke that Green Arrow said or Nob said or something. Like, there might be certain things I might miss, but... You know, I'm not. I'm honestly not glancing down a ton sometimes either. So I've never really noticed it as a problem myself. But obviously, this is only like our second live show, so we're not exactly professionals yet. But you know, I I I love seeing other people talk to each other too, and like having their own sort of conversations. But I do a lot. What you just said is, you know, I'll listen to the podcast and then. You know, it might be a day later because I didn't get to listen to it live. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I think I should say this probably just in the live podcast chat because, yeah. you know, it's a it's totally about the podcast. And I just want to tell the guys that you had a good episode or whatever. So, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Carl? I'm totally cool with anybody putting 
anything in the live podcast chat. I especially agree with you that if it's about the last ep, that that's a great place to put it. And uh, when when we're doing the episodes, I just have the live commentary up on like one of my monitors and I just record on the other monitor, like all the recording stuff. So it's like, it's, I I can see everything at once. So it doesn't bother me at all. And um, yeah, it actually adds content because if you get, if so if you miss something someone will point it out in the commentary you can like make a correction or if they bring up a great point you can put it within the topic so i just think it's like a great tool to have and uh you know honestly pretty much every podcast or i shouldn't say every a lot of podcasts are doing the live shows with discord stage or whatever you want to do so i feel like that that's just how things are going to go as well that if you have a podcast you're just going to do you know a live read of it as you go yeah, my, my feedback on it is, you know, I, I've always loved to have been able to listen to uh, you guys record live whenever I can. And being in the live podcast commentary channel while the pod is going down is an experience in and of itself. It is, a, it is an absolute free-for-all. It is a great place to be. Um, and so I, I hate it when I miss out on it. And I'll literally go back and read through um, the podcast commentary when I listen to the episode, you know, so it might be three or four or five days later after you've recorded live and I'll get to listen and I'll scroll back through the commentary and try to, you know, pick out moments in the chat that I can hear on the podcast and, and see things that I miss. So I think the channel is fantastic. I think anything mm-hmm. about that's about the most recent episodes and things like that is definitely fine to be there. Uh, and uh, we just have to watch out for those people who like to, <laughs> taken off the rails. <laughs> Maybe give them a timeout. Give them a strong um, warning. <laughs> very. We'll let we'll let ham, we'll let hammer we'll we'll let hammer we'll stick hammer on them. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Uh, get some of that hammer salt. See how that works out for you. Oh boy. Um. So the next one is very uh, near and dear to Carl's heart, and that is uh, rule number six. I mean, this isn't even like, this is the Constitution. This isn't even like later on down the road we figure out we need these rules, Bill of Rights, right? This isn't like a Supreme Court decision and now it's law. This is literally like, you know, the, the founding document <laughs> of rules that we need to establish. <laughs> Rule number six, feet-related pictures have to be posted in an NSFW channel. They cannot go in general or anything that is not marked as an SFW. So, Hero, as someone who's been the recipient of a, of a very personalized foot picture, how do you feel about not being able to share the spoils of your victory in just any general channel and flex on everybody? You know, I feel like it all started at the time that Kitten posted her feet. <laughs> she had, like, a pet, like, beside it, but you could see her feet, and I was like, Jesus, Kitten, people pay money for that stuff, you know? And then after that, it, it just became this, like, another meme for the whole yeah. thing. And obviously, it's like the the Pepe memes, you know? We know that Sino hates them. And it's like, oh, Carl doesn't seem to be very comfortable with looking at other people's feet. Or maybe, you know, or maybe he really likes it. I don't know. But <laughs> it's like, now it's like the more the merrier. It's like, I'm trying to... I think that one night we were in the Discord live chat, I popped on that camera to show everybody my feet, you know? <laughs> stuff yes, like you that. Yes, you did. Yes, like, you did. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think it's part of the magic that makes it, you know, if, if, if Carl gets this enacted, then 
uh, I think C-Note's got a really good chance with getting Pepe banned. <laughs> this, so what you're saying is this is precedent. And that's, that's what I wanted to get to when we get to our last rule, rule number seven, was that, you know, once there's rules, once there's laws, now you need a court, now you need judges, now you need police as soon as you have laws. Um, and so I think you make a great point is that like, hey, you know, if Carl can get his pet peeve banned from normal discussion, then um, then who's to say the next person can't come up and, and say, you know, things like I want moose dancing videos only in NSW channels. Well, OK, so before we go any farther, just to check the receipts, the the Constitution rule the guy enacted was that feet pictures are supposed to go in the Carl stuff channel. Did, did you know that? <laughs> That's that why it was so tilting. <laughs> it's like we cannot. <laughs> that was just too much. Uh, and then, like, but let me explain to you why I had to bring this up. So, in I'm not talking about some weird foot fetish Discord thing of a jigger like heroes talking about. I'm talking about legitimate Clash of Clans discords. The number of people's feet that I've seen, I can't even count on one hand. And you explain to me how that even happened. Like, what is going on? Well, I think there's there's a thing where people don't want to show their face. So, uh, <laughs> you know, because they want, to, they want to stay anonymous. So they're like, well, nobody will recognize my feet. So <laughs> I'll post people, I'll post a picture of my feet to prove that this is, this is me here someplace. But it's not my face, so people can't dox me. But it's only a matter of time before, you know, uh, the government has foot recognition software and we're going to find <laughs> you anyway. So so if you're posting pictures of yourself, just, you know, just your feet to to uh, skirt by the, uh, the, uh, the the software, it's only a matter of time. Oh, my so God. So there's a date. I'm sure there's already a database. Did, going. You, did you hear C-Note on uh, chat just like a couple weeks ago was like, Oh, all the toenail polish is almost worn off. He's had it on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. That's so good. Oh, my God. I, I found that picture the other day. I was, like, scrolling through my old pictures, deleting them, and then I see that picture, and I was like, oh, I should just make this my background on my <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. It, but so, yeah, that's – so, you know, Carl, you know he – like when he went and go, got all of his supplies to paint the nails, you know he had nail polish remover because he wanted to make sure it looked right. So you know he's got that bottle of nail polish remover <laughs> right. just sitting there. Right. And he, every single night he brushes his teeth, he looks at the nail polish remover, he looks down at his toes, and he says, one more day, one more day, <laughs> one more day. And now it's been months, and I this might just be part of C-Note's personality. I guess we'll find out in Buffalo. Oh my he God. probably put a clear coat on it too to make it <laughs> oh, oh, that might be something that we need to do in Buffalo. We all need to go get pedicures. Oh my hard pass. <laughs> Hammer said we need a Clash Cone twenty twenty two foot picture. Oh, everybody. Everybody at the pool with their feet out. Absolutely. No, no. Oh it's gonna God. happen. No. <laughs> uh okay, so uh last uh Last rule, rule number seven that was discussed, um, which Carl is is displaying right now, is that uh, if you can dish it out, you have to be able to take it. And basically, you got to be a good sport. So we got a lot of big personalities uh, in in you know in our Discord, in our family of clans, in all the people that we like to you know play along with that care to play along with us. And 
man, sometimes these personalities clash. Sometimes, you know, people uh, like to joke at each other's expense. And uh, sometimes people take it just a little too seriously. So I think this is a great rule. This is pretty much, this is, this is how friends treat each other, is that you're the first people to give each other crap um, and make fun of each other when something goes terribly wrong. And you're also the first people to pick each other up when um, you know something real and something of consequence happens. And I feel like that's what we have you know, with our community here. And sometimes you get people that just want to play one side of that and give you crap, but uh, not be able to take it back or, or not really uh, you know, be there when real stuff is happening. So Hero, as, as a disher of crap, as a uh, person who's not let their memes be dreams, how, how do you feel about this and the overall vibe? I think this is probably the most important one on the list almost because it mm-hmm. is like, so it's so like key to us. And I think we've all been in a place sometimes where maybe we have a bad day and we see like a little jibe and we might take it a little bit too seriously. And, you know, it might, you know, make us feel a certain way or something, but like, that's not even really what we're talking about here. Cause like, it's sometimes it's easy to be like, Oh dang. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that or something like that. But for the majority of the time, everything we say is jokes. Like, there's nothing we say that should almost ever be taken seriously. We have like 30 episodes of a podcast and I don't know how many mistakes we've made throughout this whole thing. I've said stuff in an hour or two of the podcast that, you know, or right after the podcast, that's like crazy or something, you know, it's just, you know, we're all just having fun. And, you know, I think, and I've shattered Carl out for this too, but Carl was always like, he would just take an endless amount of my crap, our crap, everything. And whenever he would respond, especially on the podcast, like you could almost hear him smile, like as he's talking about the shade I threw at him or something, it's like, you could visualize that. And it was like such a, you know, that that's what really like really set me in stone on the whole, just like, man, you got, you definitely got to be able to give it to take it because there's, there's so many good sports that we already have in there and that's what they're trying to do you know they're trying to get you know get us pretty good or whatever and it's like (laughs) yeah it's it's all done with love like there's no animosity or anything in it whenever you say something it's it's purely done like out of love or you know i mean sometimes like you know that one guy shaded out a while back wasn't out of love but eh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes there's a little salt but 98%, 98%, <laughs> I would say, is mostly out of love. Yeah, I agree. Carl, what's your what's your take? Uh, yeah, obviously a very important rule. And I will tell you that uh, sometimes that's my litmus test for how people are doing. In fact, uh, I have messaged Hero several times because I've been like, Hero hasn't talked any shit to me lately. I wonder if he's okay. <laughs> I'll DM Hero and be like, off today. bro, what up, man? Or like, you know, you can kind of get the jive. It's like, oh, man, Cat hasn't taken a pot shot at Sino today. I wonder if everything's okay. I wonder if something's up. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's almost become the norm. If you don't hear it, it's like, oh, man, something must be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and I've had people kind of check in with me the same way. They'll post in the Woo channel. Hey, we haven't seen any memes in a while. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, I got to, you know, mood check, mood check. All right, I got to think of something for you guys. I got to keep it flowing. But yeah, I mean, it, that's definitely uh, part of the brand here with C2J is, 
you know, we're constantly ribbing each other and you just got to know not to take it so seriously because, you know, I feel like if you're, if you're part of it, I mean, this is how legends are born. You know, if you're part of it, if you become a meme in the culture that we have, it's like, like, that's it. You're, you're, you're legendary. Like it's never going to die. So, um, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a bad, you know, if you get made fun of, if, you know, something's at your expense, um, it's kind of like a badge of honor, you know? I mean, look at, look at Moose in the dancing video now. It's like <laughs> you posted in the live podcast commentary and he comes in, you rang. <laughs> yeah. So w- with all that being said, uh, hero, do you, you know, do you have any ideas, you know, for any kind of rules? Like I, I felt like this was a pretty good, pretty good start for anything that we need to, you know, need to put down into writing and kind of, you know, make some of the unspoken things spoken. But uh, did you have any rules for anything that you might want to see enacted in the future? I think I've got like two issues. I don't think, I think people have talked about them before, but they weren't in the sort of constitution or whatever. One is something that is just like so dumb to me. Like, I just don't even understand like how, how crazy you would have to be. Like, the guy that reacts to his own post with the crying laughing emoji, like, come on. Like, you can't you can't laugh at your own jokes that bad. Like, I understand, like, if you make a joke and you're just waiting for people to, to laugh at it, sometimes it doesn't happen. And that does not give you permission to do the crying laughing emoji under your own joke that you posted. That is just Well, like listen, I, I only... I only did that because Green Arrow deleted all the other laughy emojis, okay? And I, I was feeling bad about my joke. <laughs> I I will back you up on that one because I had put the emoji on there too before Green deleted it. So that one you get a pass on. Okay, all right. Thank you. That one's grandfathered in. <laughs> and uh, you said you had another one? So, and th- th- oh, oh, by the way, in, in this same vein, we have another person who's infamous for you know, making a comment and then posting a skull reaction emoji right below it immediately after making the comment. So it, does, is that also under the umbrella of the reaction emoji rule? Oh, yeah. Any emojis, like, under your own posts. Unless, you know, unless, like, somebody... Unless, unless you post something personal and everybody's, like, putting their own crystal to join heart on there, it's like, oh, I kind of want my heart to be on there, too, or whatever. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> that's That's, like, the only way that I would accept it. It's like... Don't put emojis under your, unless it's like the the tiny hand in the eggplant emoji. Like that, those are the only acceptable ones. I feel like. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of like liking your own Facebook post. I severely judge people when I see that they like their own Facebook post. So this is in the same this is in the same vein as that. Hundred um, percent. What uh, what you said you had a did you have another one that you were thinking oh, of? Oh yeah. Okay, so. Donations sometimes drive me absolutely insane, and it's mostly because I do blizzards. So nobody has super wizards, and nobody wants to gym barbarians or goblins or whatever. And it's it's super frustrating though when somebody requests, and then I'm like, okay, I'll fill this guy's like yetis or whatever, and then I request, and they don't even like train the barbarians or nothing. They just bust out of there, and I'm just like, dude, screw. <laughs> they they give me the rage spell and the blimp, and I'm just like, dude, come on, are you kidding me? I just spent like six gems on you you could have at least cooked five barbs for me like it, it, it takes like nine seconds that's it mm. yeah i i feel like this is kind of like um this is kind of like a bad habit thing right it's kind of like you know i have the habit that when i get into clan chat um 
in in game any request that's open it's just i just automatically fill it like i don't even think twice about it i know that i'm spending gems and maybe not everybody has gems laying around to to do that or even gold pass um but it's like it's not even a question it's like i'm i'm immediately filling anything that's open that i that i you know have available to fill um i fill it and i do go and cook the gobs and the barbs and the archers or whatever that you know that i'm i'm not spending a gem on I'll just instantly cook it and and donate. So I feel like the flip side of that is what you just talked about, where it's like people are just in this habit of like requesting and and just dipping out and and you know coming into clan chat, seeing things are open, and just being like, don't have time for that, haha, and putting their request in and then just immediately dipping out. So I don't know how to police it other than just instantly kick people. <laughs> yeah. But like I, I'm with you, it is poor form. To really poor form to be doing that. Oh yeah, especially when you watch theirs pop up and you instantly one gem it, and you're like, oh yeah, surely this guy's gonna be saying thanks while I hit my request, you know? And then <laughs> nope, they just give you that rage and blimp, and they're outy. Like, yeah. Huh? I think I, I might have to. I might have to make a list. We might have to get a list going of offenders and just call them out by name. Dude. I think that's what we might have to do: public shaming. Hero, I do that to you all the time. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barbs are so... one gem without the past. So to me, I understand why people don't want to gem them, but I'm just like, oh come on! I feel like I feel like I just got played. I spent like six gems on you, and I got two gems back. Like, how is this an equal trade? <laughs> Yeah, I. What kills me is all the popcorn blimps that they'll do a blimp, nine loons, and three freezes. I'm like, come on, man! At least like, at least put it like a, a clone in your thing so it saves me two gems. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, it's that it's that gem economy. It's that poor gem economy. <laughs> oh man, I was thinking for like right now for CWL. A lot of my medals are just basically going to waste. So now I'm just like buying training potions and selling them back and then just <laughs> getting gems that way. And I'm actually ending up like over, over gemming. So I'm actually getting gems now. I have like 3,000 almost. So, wow. you know, that's a yeah. pro tip for so everybody. The, I was going to say so the, the training potion is, is, uh, is 10, 10 medals, right? Yep. Yep. And then you get 10 gems back for it, right? Yep. So it's an even, yeah, even trade. I've thought about that too. I, I, I haven't lived that fully max life yet, so I haven't quite gotten to the point to where I can spend my CWO medals on walls and gems. But uh, maybe one day, <laughs> hero, living the good life. <laughs> uh, did you have anything you wanted to suggest for the constitution? Uh, no, absolutely not. I, I'm glad. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm glad that we have some rules that are being written down. But uh, I feel like there is a certain point to where it's like, okay, guys, you got to follow the rules. Oh, well, I didn't know that was a rule. Yeah, it's a rule so we can all have fun. Don't you understand? Aren't you having fun? We need rules. Like, <laughs> there's a certain point to where how you, you know, the number of rules that you enact and the, um, the way level you enforce them, it's kind of like, okay, it's like the rules are there for your enjoyment. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I don't I don't want to add any rules. I'm I, I'm perfectly fine with what we're doing, and I'm cool with us having rules. But I promise you, if it goes too far, I will speak up and I'll be like, 
this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I don't think we're there. I think we're perfectly fine right now, especially when we get Mimi with feet picks and stuff like that being included in the rules. I think it's we're taking it in stride. But I don't have anything to add right now. But if, some, if, if I do, if someone in particular pisses me off and they're doing something that I don't want them to do, I will, uh, I will suggest that uh, whatever their favorite thing gets banned. <laughs> yeah, I'll back you up on that. Everybody <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> awesome. Oh. Um, we ready for uh, some shout-outs and shade-outs? Oh, yeah. I was thinking for shout-outs and shade-outs, I'll let you go first because at this podcast, we don't do guests first. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. Well, my shout-out is a very special shout-out, um, and it's to Mr. Peter uh, of, of uh, Red Thorn. So Peter was, uh, you know, he participated in the 5v5 war, and, uh, and you know, his team had a great showing. And he was so kind on one of his recent podcasts to give me a shout out for my terrible one star hit and say, man, it, it sucked. Uh, feel for you, man. Uh, sorry to see it. <laughs> so I appreciate the shout out there, Peter. And so I wanted to give you a shout out and say, I'm really sorry about your dip fail in the Coke versus Pepsi war. Uh, I'm sure that felt really bad. And uh, oh, shout out to my you. Gosh. Big hug, big podcast hug to you, Peter. <laughs> um, Hero, you got shout out? Uh, oh, before I forget, Hammer asked earlier about everybody that's gone to Buffalo to please confirm that they're definitely going because they might try and get some reservations and stuff because it's like a holiday weekend or something like that. So if you, you were planning on or if you were, like said that you might be going, like definitely give that final like okay we're definitely gonna be there so we're down for all of the shenanigans that might ensue or whatever that'll really help those guys out that are trying to see what you know stuff that you can get up to anyways yeah uh, we're really we're really pushing the limits of that venn diagram of people going to buffalo and people listening to this podcast but i'm with you hammer <laughs> if you're listening if you're listening and you're going to buffalo hop in there and give us the head count for sure. I know Green Arrow's been pissed lately because he says Miss P keeps asking him if he's going with her, but he keeps saying no, but we'll see how it works out. I guess you'll 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 have the story once you get back, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so for shout-outs, uh, obviously I want to give a big shout-out to Carl. I asked him literally five minutes before we start recording to see if he wanted to come on with me, and appreciate that. Absolutely. And, a shout out to everybody that you know knew that I was sick and said, "Hey, get well soon." That always like nice to hear, anyways, and stuff like that. So, yeah. What about you, Carl? You got some sweet shout outs? Absolutely. Shout out to Magnus for uh, doing the YouTube recap of the Coke versus Pepsi war, and he got it out pretty quick. So uh, he's got it posted, and uh, go check it out. Uh, he does great work. Can't wait to see it. Awesome. Uh... All right, shade time. Well, would you like me to start, or uh, does anybody uh, else want to go first? We can let Carl go first on this. <laughs> yeah, guess first, Carl. Let's hear the shade. <laughs> All right, I got I got two pairs uh, for shades. The first pair is uh, Ink and C Note for giving me absolute nightmare nightmares with the whole shark like death by <laughs> shark attack from the last after dark on uh, our episode 
just really doing a number on me. So shade to you two. And then uh, the the next duo is Sino and Green Arrow uh, in the Coke versus Pepsi war because Green for making me use an E-drag every attack. And then Sino Mm -hmm. pulling out his bet card and making me do an eight E-drag attack. So um, real just nails on the chalkboard for me. So some shade to you two. (laughs) Those are great. Those are great shade outs. And let me tell you, I could not have been happier <laughs> uh, for the means uh, when C-Note pulled out his E-Drag card uh, during the live stream. I, if I would have been on voice, I probably would have broken the speakers laughing. I was laughing so hard <laughs> watching the stream when C-Note popped in the chat and pulled his card. So, uh, yeah, definitely shout out to C-Note for doing that at the perfect time. Uh, all right, Hero, what do you got for uh, what do you got for Shade? I'm going to just shade out Detective, because that guy is so... And this is a salty shade. I'll be the first one to admit. That guy is so stinking prolific in sending every single one of my accounts a friend request. And then now he joined again. I I booted him so many times in so many different accounts. (laughs) And then he came back in for this CWL and said, Hey, man, I really need people for CWL. And I know that he's in the Discord. That's the only reason I feel like that there was any way he could have sent like good cop, bad cop a request. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he had to have figured out like our spreadsheets or whatever. And so then I just posted a general chat. I said, Oh, hey detective, if you tell me who you are in Discord, I'll <laughs> I'll do CWL with you. I'll do it. And then he never messaged back and I kicked him out of the game and I was just like, Oh my goodness, that guy is just he keeps coming back and i've already told him no like a hundred times and it's like why i don't want to have to close the clan because it's so much easier (laughs) to be able to hop back and forth but like that's a a huge con to like having an open clan like that is like this guy can apparently just keep coming back in sometimes and just be like hey man are you gonna do cwl with me this month i need like 10 people Oh my gosh! You now, now um, to add confusion to this is—is is this the original detective that annoyed everyone, or is this the imposter detective that C Note created just to troll everyone? <laughs> it's got to be the original one. I mean, if it's okay. C Note, if it's C Note, then he wins at life because he, <laughs> he's gotten me so good apparently because he talked the exact same way as the other guy, and I was just mm-hmm. like, bro, like. Get out of here. Like, how many times do I have to kick you from the clan? It's getting ridiculous at this point. <laughs> now, Gr- Gr- Green's trying to say right now, he's trying to say that it's that it's him. <laughs> Is this a reveal? Is this really Green? There's no There's way. No way. No There's way. no way. <laughs> okay, it's not. You fool. <laughs> it's bad. Be careful, because Hero's got big plans for whenever he tracks Detective down. <laughs> oh, That'll be my uh, next amendment to the Constitution. Anybody named Detective is not allowed in any of the podcast clans. <laughs> yeah, that, I think I think that motion will pass uh, resoundingly. Um, okay, my shade. Anybody who knows me uh, probably knows exactly what direction this is going in right now. And uh, let me just say, Agent Paladin, you are a great flasher. And uh, you, I, I'll, I won't say you're a great friend. I'll say you're a really good friend. 
but man alive, uh, ha- have the decency, sir. Do you have no decency, sir, to just send us a message and say, I'm, I'm too tired, guys. I, I stayed up all night last night drinking Code Red Mountain Dew and eating hot Cheetos and playing Fortnite with all my friends. Like, I can't make it to the 5v5 war. I mean, you were the get of this war. Like, in our little family, it was like, who's going to get to Agent Paladin first? If if we would have only known what a scarlet letter you really were for this 5v5 war. I mean, let's be fair. Uh, I said this to Nob in voice chat. Agent Paladin didn't even show, and me and Green together only got one more star than him. So we are. <laughs> let's be fair than that. <laughs> be fair there. But my guy, APOP, it it it's true. Right now, ninety nine percent of the time, you're gonna have. I, I, if if we get another shot at this, and and Nob allows you allows you to be back on OP boys, the, you it's not three strikes you're out. This is gonna be two strikes. We need you to come through. Oh man, uh, I mean, me and Green let everybody down in different ways, but this this was just. Uh, I, I mean, I I'll I'll give you the dad talk. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Oh. The nice content we got for you guys. But if you want to stick around, we'll talk about some crazy shenanigans. Well, I guess we do have that Reddit post. Yeah, we do have a class-related post in our Radio Disney seg- segment, and then uh, we'll see how we'll see how far I, along I can string Carl into talking about things he doesn't want to talk about, and if it'll get edited out of this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I do see Agent uh, Agent is in uh, is in chat right now, so uh, he'll he'll get to hear it live. He's learned his lesson not to not to miss the live recordings. Isn't that triple agent? That is Triple Agent, or Bobby Boucher, as he's being fondly called now. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys ready to do a little bit of uh, slightly non-class-related stuff? All right, we are ready for uh, some Radio Disney time. But, uh, Hero, you've got something that is actually class-related that you sent to me. Um, and it all stems from a Reddit post. And I was kind of reading through this, and I'm a, I'm guess I'm a little confused. So I'm hoping you can break this down for me. Basically, somebody was able to recover their account, and there's some kind of mention of Chinese servers. And then in the comments, I saw there was some talk about free gems. So why don't you spill the beans on this one for us? Okay. Yeah, well, it, from it, I have no idea how true anything is. I I just looked at the first few comments that were cool, and then I was like, hey, this is. Seems like it'd be interesting to talk about. But this guy wasn't in China, but for some reason his account got taken with that server switch where they separated everybody and he lost his account. He couldn't access it anymore because obviously his phone was only hooking up to like US servers or whatever. And apparently somehow his account was switched over to the Chinese servers. Mm. So, I mean, that was probably, I think it was around like two weeks or so that, that this guy couldn't access his account like at all. Couldn't do anything, couldn't upgrade anything. Wow. You know, and it looks like he's at least a Town Hall 12. I'm not sure anything more than that. But they also, apparently because they realized it was their fault, they gave him like 2,000 gems for it. Oh, wow. They were just like, hey, 
hey man sorry not sorry here's 2000 gems which i mean it you know it's that time frame is probably worth more like as far as upgrades go than 2000 gems but right. it's better than nothing and i'm not sure if that's the exact gem count either because like all these comments saying all these other things and that yeah I, I didn't see a single one that said from the original poster what the gem count was but apparently somehow everybody knew that he got gems i don't know yeah yeah that, that's why i was a little confused i i saw some comments about ten thousand gems and 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 two thousand gems and uh you know maybe that was just discussion about like what what they should have actually given him and not maybe what he actually got the whole thing oh, is just the, seemed... on the very next page on that same post he has a different mm -hmm. screenshot that says received two thousand gems oh okay gotcha and it's gotcha. from player support it says on there oh, okay i mean the whole thing is kind of sounds so weird to me like how i, I uh, how did he even get flagged to be moved to the chinese servers in the first place that's just uh, i don't know and and it would be interesting to hear if anyone else has gotten affected by you know the chinese um server move and the the ban um the play store ban in uh in russia and belarus uh because of the ukrainian conflict um, but I mean, I, what, what would you do hero? How would you feel if, uh, you, you signed in and all of a sudden, you know, any number of your accounts, your many, many, many accounts had caught some kind of a ban. And then you found out that it was like a total mistake. It wasn't even because you were reported for posting, um, eggplants and frogs in clan chat. Well, I mean, I feel like first it would just be like, okay guys, this is the last episode of the podcast. I'm not going to start a new account, you know, like <laughs> done kind of a deal. Like it would feel so bad. I feel like, and then you hear so many of these like support stories that are sort of like terrible. Like this guy was trying to get his account back and then got his other account. And now both of his 14s are banned or whatever. It's like, you know, you, nobody has a lot of faith in supercell support. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just like a fact at this point. It just, it doesn't seem to be working out as good as they think it is, and they just pass the buck on to them. They're like, "Well, it's their fault. It's not our fault," you know. So yeah. I, I don't. For me, it would have been hard to even like reach out and be like, "Why did I get banned?" Because it's like I already have this like negative stigma, and maybe that's just because of how skewed our views are from like Reddit and stuff. Because you know, nine times out of ten, you're you're never gonna hear, "Hey, man, you did a good job today." Nine times out of ten, you're gonna hear, "Hey, dude, that sucked." What <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're always yeah. gonna write a more negative review for the most part, like especially in a sort of like a generic setting than you would a positive review. And that doesn't mean that your experience wasn't super great. It just means like sometimes you're like, "Oh, it's probably not worth my time to leave this place a five star review or something like that." Whereas if it was really bad, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" As soon as we get home, I'm dropping them a one star. Yeah, and, and Carl, it'd be interesting to hear what you have to say about this because, you know, th it looks like this account was, like like Hero said, we can't really tell from the screenshot, but, you know, maybe it's a Town Hall 12 account. We can see some Town Hall 12 walls peeking out. Like, how much effort would you put into getting back your Town Hall 12 account uh, <laughs> if, it, if it caught a ban? Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know. It, it depends if I, like, literally just spent, like, 
I don't know, $300 trying to gem it from town hall two to 12. I'll probably try to get it back. But if it was right, just casual, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll shoot him a couple of messages if nothing happens. Uh, I figure I'll just get lost at the abyss and there's nothing you can do about it. I think I would definitely be salty about about the money spent if there was money spent on that account. Um, but like, if it was just like, oh, I, you know, some, you know, some of the people that we play with, uh, Hero included, you know, they've got, you know, fifteen plus accounts, and some of them have been super casual. You know, maybe maybe uh, gold pass here and there. I mean, you know, at some point you got to draw the line and be like, how much time is it worth investing? I mean, this guy apparently, you know, was messaging for weeks to try to get it back and finally did. So, I mean, I guess it's worth it at a certain point, but like, uh, and I am kind of surprised he got it back. Some of the, some of the, um, commentary and chat is like, you know, could it be possible? This was like a, a purchased account and got flagged because it maybe was on one of those servers, um, in the past before it was purchased. I mean, don't I that's an interesting take on it but like don't you think they would be able to figure that out I mean what do you guys think do you think if this was a, a an account that was bought that might have spent time on a chart you know in China at some point do you think that's something that supercell would be able to suss out in this situation uh man I think they would should be able to I, you know there was nothing in the post that indicated this guy saying oh I used to live in China and then I moved you know somewhere yeah. else so I feel like if it was a purchase account, like they definitely would have been able to catch on to it because, okay, if, like for one instance, when I, I had to change my Supercell ID email on two different accounts just because I didn't like the email that they were on and I just wanted them on a different email so that way it all looked nicer on the stupid page, basically. And mm -hmm. so the one account I got from a friend that quit like ever ago as a town hall eight, he quit. So it wasn't like a super beefed up account, but he was just like, yeah, you can have it. I don't care. I'm not complaining. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. Thanks, Dan. My other account had been mine the whole time. And when I requested on the account that had been mine the whole time, they didn't even ask any questions. They just said, okay, what email do you want it on? Mm. And I don't know if they were able to somehow tell that like, Obviously, my IP addresses have been matching up like the whole time or whatever, mm -hmm. and they didn't need to ask those questions. Or maybe it was just like some guy having a day that he really didn't care about. <laughs> but right. then when I get on this other guy's account, and I didn't really care too much about the account, so I wasn't really going to be mad if I didn't get it switched over to a different email because I knew that I was going to have a hard time with Supercell support anyways because I didn't know a lot of the information about the account. And they asked me question after question. And they said, oh, you know, that wasn't quite what the answer we were looking for. Basically, the only way that it'll get it over to you is your very first purchase receipt or whatever. And it's like, oh, you know, mm. I didn't have that, obviously, because I knew yeah. this guy had spent money on it because there was like 5,000 gems on the account. And yeah. I was just like, oh, man. And so I knew that I switched. I knew that he had Android and I had Apple. And so mm. I knew I did buy something on the account when I very first got it. And so then I just posted that picture and they were like, okay, that that's fine. You, you can change it. But like, <laughs> it was so sketchy there for a moment, whether or not that was going to work. And I just went, yeah. went ahead and sent it, I guess. But I don't know. I feel like they kind of might have some like backdoor ways that they can be like, uh, no, I don't think you're legit on this, but who knows really? I mean, they, 
they never reveal that type of information. Yeah, it was it, it was definitely a weird post. Um, the whole the whole situation. I just kind of was like, I had that um, that fry from Futurama face going on while I was reading the whole thing with the squinty eyes and like, I'm not sure if you're. You know, if if you bought this account or if you're Chinese and you just defected or like I have I don't even know how this would happen. But I mean, it's good to hear if the guy was totally legit and um, there, you know, there wasn't any funny business going on. It's good to hear that they actually were able to figure that out and get it get it back to him. He's like, oh, no, you you don't actually live in China. OK, here's your account. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the whole thing just seemed kind of crazy. Like you're saying, like it's like, man, is this guy like trying to farm Reddit karma or something? You know, but it, at the same time, sometimes it was like too crazy to make it up. But, but so it was like throwing me for a loop too. That's why I like kind of bookmarked it, and I was like, hey, we should bring this up because it's interesting at the very least. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still suspicious about the entire situation. To be honest with you. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I had a little something I want to talk about and I, I kind of, you know, um, laid it out in the show notes, but, um, it's going to be that time of year again. Now, let me, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, hero, did, when you were a young man, did you, did you ever have just like a summer job? Like maybe you're in high school, maybe you're just fresh out of high school and get enroll in college. Did you ever have just a summer job? Like, I'm going to go knock off for three months and make a little bit of scratch and have a good time. Uh, not necessarily a summer job. There was, like, one job I did that was, like, through winter, but that was obviously not – I had already graduated high school at that point, and it was for a ski resort. So it's, like, obviously they're only open during winter. So nothing quite exactly what I think you're talking about. Yeah, and, and what about you, Carl? Did you have anything like that going on? Absolutely. I had a summer job. Yes. What were you doing? We want to know inquiring minds. I worked in a strawberry, raspberry, blueberry plant. I, I, I was the same way. I, I mean, I did have multiple summer jobs when I was a kid, you know, kind of like off the books type stuff. Um, and, you know, just like doing roofing and yard work and handyman stuff, anything I could do with it, like family members and stuff like that to, to make a little bit of money. But I have a friend who is getting scammed right now. So I, I want to kind of talk about this and just give a PSA to everyone. Um, what's happening to him is he, he's a young dude. He is very, you know, he's, he kind of has like an entrepreneurial spirit. Like he's, he's worked for a couple small companies and he's thought about starting up his own business and doing things. And we've talked multiple times. Like, you know, when I say young, like this, this he's like 19 years old. And, um, and so I, I've been kind of like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like a mentor. I'm not a mentor. He, you know, he has his dad and he has other people that he looks to, but he bounces ideas off of me and I encourage him and everything. So I see that he's starting to make posts about this particular company. And I'm like, I'm, you know, like the dad part of me is kicking in and I'm like, this seems a little off to me. So I do a little bit of digging. And basically what it is, is there's this, and and it's not unique to pest control services, but that's the company that's kind of courting him right now. So basically, there's this pest control company, and they recruit young people to travel far away from where they live to go sell pest control services. And 
essentially I, I told this guy, like I looked into it and I've heard about these kinds of companies before. And, uh, I gave this guy the whole rundown of like why this is a scam. And I basically told him like, they're taking you like, you know, but this job is going to be somewhere on the East coast, like let's say Philadelphia. And it's like, if this job is such a great job, why are there not people in Philadelphia that are ready to do this job? Why do they have to take someone all the way from Las Vegas and move them to Philadelphia for four months to sell this? Like, why are there not people beating down the door in Philadelphia to sell pest control? And, and I, I planned that seed and I'm kind of like the whole, like what I've read about these types of jobs is they'll, they'll take you out there to where your sales manager is your only way of transportation of, of getting food and of like housing. So like they'll pay for your hotel, they'll buy your meals and they'll drive you around to do your work. And if you're not on board with everything that they're asking you to do, what, regardless of what it is, then they'll just kind of leave you stranded. And they'll know that you're more apt to do everything that, you're, that they're telling you because they put you in a position to be so far away from your network of friends and family to help you that they are your only, you know, help. And the, you know, the pest control itself is kind of scammy. I've, I've read some things about it where it's like, you know, they don't really do a good job. They don't hire people that know what they're doing to do the actual service, or even that they don't have the proper licenses and insurance and things like that to, to do what they do. So that's why they bring these people in from out of town, sell a bunch of services that are crap, and then ship them back um, because they've got the money and they don't want you to be able to track, you know, track you down uh, to complain about the service. And I'm just I'm really frustrated with him right now, honestly, because he seems like a smart guy. And like I said, he's very he's young. He's a little naive. He's very entrepreneurial. And I feel like they're kind of this company is basically preying on his his like go getter type attitude where it's like they're they're selling him this bill of goods where it's like, oh, man, look, if you come out, you can work with us for four months and you can make tens of thousands of dollars and. And look at this lifestyle and they show them all this. Literally, it's like it's almost like an MLM where it's like more about bringing people in and selling a lifestyle than it is about selling an actual product, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been like, I feel really bad. The last conversation I had with him, I was like, man, I'm just looking out for you. And he's like, I understand like you're I appreciate having people in my life that are looking out for me like this, but I'm, uh, I'm going to be fine. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, please be safe. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. And, uh, you know, reach out to me if, if something goes awry or whatever. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. Like, have you ever heard of these types of, of, of like, faraway, you know, jobs or any kind of, like, scams like that, um, you know, in, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I've never personally heard of it, but it's 100% a scam and it's kind of obvious what they're doing. So I, I agree with you. And, uh... You know, you, you just kind of be careful and sometimes you expect the best out of people and you need someone to kind of give you that second look. I work for a chemical company, so we deliver everything from like farming chemical, we del deliver fertilizer for lawn care, and we definitely deliver stuff for like bug killer that we take to different like pest control areas. I've delivered to probably like a dozen different pest control places within a hundred mile radius of the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. So there's, <laughs> there's no way that they could say that there's like some crazy market for it. For mm -hmm. me, anyways, it's already like a huge red flag. It's like, there's no way that there's no company 
in a place mm-hmm. like that that's not doing pest control like that just to me is already like the first like what that, that doesn't make sense like yeah people that people there aren't stupid either like there's different companies for different things all over the place if there's a market for it you know the majority of the time there's already some business there you have to you know start competing with them you know as far as like the, they'll just have him over a barrel like you said it's you know it reminds me of uh, when I worked at Walmart, there was like some stories about how certain Walmarts would hire different kind of people basically to come all the way, move into their own apartments and do all this stuff. Well, you know, they would take the money from the rent out of their checks mm-hmm. and their food and everything. And it was like, so now if they quit Walmart, they would literally have nothing because their entire life, it was kind of based around Walmart at that point. It was just seemed like a really bad way to live and maybe it's not like quite on that scale but it definitely seems like you know if you know there's no possible way you, you know you don't have enough money to make it home but like it's like oh right. well, i gotta keep working you know like you know as soon as i'm done with this i'll head home but then that day never comes because oh man you know we had to get that hotel oh this happened this week we had to pay for this and you mm-hmm. know nope we're all feeling this way, man. I'm not getting paid either. I just have to do right. all this stuff. And it, uh, it sounds pretty dank's coming. Yeah. And, and you, you touched on something that I had read about the, this, this specific company and, and obviously other companies like it with these traveling sales positions, um, is that like, yeah, they'll just withhold your pay and be like, you know, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you next week or oh, sorry, the checks are running late. And, and it's just literally to like control you. And, make sure that you keep working because you literally have no money and you're so far away. So I, you know, for me, I, I like I said, I'm disappointed in, in, in this guy because he's putting his energy into it. And maybe it's one of these things, you know, some people learn uh, through the experiences of others and they, you know, the easy way. And some people have to go out and do it themselves and learn the hard way. So um, I just wanted to, you know, throw it out there on the pod is almost like a PSA. Like if, if you're a young person, uh, or well for anyone for that matter, but I know they you mostly target young people with not a lot of resources. If you're a young person and somebody is approaching you for a job and it seems too good to be true and they're going to pay for all of your travel and they're going to take you far away from your network, uh, you know, your safety net of people around you that care about you and, and will get you out of a jam, please, please let this be your red flag. Um, look more into it. You know, don't believe everything that someone's telling you. Do a little bit of research. Ask your friends. Uh, talk to your family and you, and you know those people around you before you you know jump on a plane or jump on a Greyhound bus and drive thousands of miles away. Um, you know from from your safety net and uh, and be taken advantage of. I mean, I've I've even heard stories of some of these people being involved in like human trafficking after the fact. So you know, because they get caught up in, uh, you know, they get left out in the cold and they get caught up in terrible stuff. So please don't be a victim of this this year. <laughs> uh, I'll be looking out for my friend and I'm trying to look out for everybody else that's listening. Um, you know, if the red flags go off, please take a little bit of time and don't get sucked into that. You, you know, what's interesting is right about now we had uh, people, lo- we're looking for volunteers at my work to house interns because housing is so expensive that they basically have to live for free or else they just like will 
you know, lose money coming to work over here mm-hmm. as an intern. And so right. basically they're looking for people just, you know, for a couple months over the summer to, you know, hey, just let them stay for free because if they have to pay any type of rent, they, you know, it's going to cost them money, not earn money over the summer. That yeah. that would, could be a really good way for the people to be like, well, you know, back where we, you know, we were before, you know, rent wasn't that expensive. But here, man, that's like the majority of our checks is going into rent. But we can, you know, as long as you keep selling, we'll be making more money every week, man. We just got to keep selling. <laughs> yeah. That's how, oh, man, it's, it seems like so stinking nefarious and evil. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah, so it, obviously a scam. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even, and you know, I even read that like the service themselves as a scam, like their sales tactics or things like they'll go in and tell everybody in a neighborhood that there's been an infestation when they know that there hasn't been, or they have no evidence that there has been, or they'll go in and tell everybody, Oh, well, your neighbor just signed up for such and such a program because they've got a, you know, they've got a problem. They've got a roach problem or a mouse problem or whatever, and they'll just lie. Um, And, you know, that's some of that is just salesmanship, I guess, because salesmen lie all the time. But but it's like, you know, if you're if you're someone who has who wants to be a legit entrepreneur and your first foray into sales is with a scummy company just teaching you how to lie to people all the time. I don't know if that's really good experience <laughs> for yourself in the future. I, I mean, part of it, too, is you got to research your employer. I know there's like tons of websites out there that will kind of give you the, the inside skinny, like a lot of them look mm-hmm. at salary and whatever else. But I mean, it's, it, you know, you've got to enter the interview. I think the people learn this late in life. The interview is both ways. Like not you're interviewing yes. so you get offered a job, but you're also interviewing like, do I even want to go there? Is there something that's, you know what I mean? It, the interview is actually both ways and it takes you until you're like, well, it took me a long time. It took me until I was 30 until I realized that because I was like, oh shit, I really got to impress, you know, get this job offer. But like, you know, what do, what do they bring into the table that makes it worth my time or whatnot? Yeah. And that's why I think that they mainly are preying on young people that they know are maybe inexperienced or a little naive and that, and they just sell them on like a lifestyle and they show them other young people that are quote unquote successful doing this job. Like I said, it's kind of like the MLM mentality of like, look, you can go be a boss babe. If you sell 50 million pairs of $5 leggings that we charge $50 for, it's the same type of atmosphere that those people get sucked into like the lifestyle um, and don't really think too much about like, you know, who are you taking advantage of? What are the pitfalls? Is this an actual career or, you know, is it end up going to cost me uh, actually costing me money? So they, they're preying on a specific type of person. And this guy that's being preyed upon, he's young and, but he's, he's a go-getter. And I think that he, it's just one of these things where it's like, look, man, you're out there working for the man. You need to be working for us and then you'll be working for yourself type of thing when that's really not what, <laughs> not what it is. Um, so yeah. And, and the other thing that concerned me was that, you know, he, uh, obviously we follow each other on Instagram and he's very much into the car scene in Vegas. And he had all of these pictures and all of these posts and stuff about all the stuff that he's done with all of his friends and all the cars and all this kind of stuff. And he's literally, uh, deleted every single post on his entire Instagram. He changed his profile picture to himself in the company's logo shirt. And I'm just like, Oh no, like this is how they suck you in. Like, and, and I even told my wife about this and she was like, um, well, why would, why would he do that? Like, why would his personal Instagram, like he changed the name of his personal, personal Instagram. He's like, why would they do that? And I'm like, I think they would do that so that once you 
Like the company's probably telling him to do this so he can promote them and not himself, number one. And number two, so that there's no personal information on his Instagram um, to where like if he goes in and scams a bunch of people, they can actually go track him down. You know what I mean? It's only going to be company stuff that gets posted there now. And so I've definitely, I'm definitely keeping my eye on him and I'm not afraid to just straight up tell him. I, I mean, I straight up told him it was a scam. Um, and when I saw that he changed all of his stuff on his Instagram, I said, Hey, uh, so I guess you're all in on this sham business then, huh? You know, so I'm not pulling any punches because honestly, if I were 19 years old and I were getting wrapped up in something like this, I would want someone to talk to me the same way. So that's what I'm trying to give. Him. Oh yeah. He's definitely drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, that's first. Oh, sure. That seems so to delete all of your personal stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. like that's our that's like another huge red flag. It's like whoa, yeah, man, it's what's like going alt, on? alt behavior. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Jeez. concerned. I'm concerned, and I just want to put it out there to uh, you know if anybody's <laughs> Green Arrow posting his Jim Jones gift. Oh no! Yes, that is where <laughs> drinking the Kool Aid came from. Absolutely, and actually, fun fact: it wasn't Kool Aid. I think it was like flavor aid or something it was like they didn't even get the good stuff <laughs> yes knob knows it was flavor aid it was the cheap stuff they didn't even <laughs> they couldn't even spring for the name brand kool-aid to uh off themselves right and yes it's cordial green arrow they drank some delicious cordial uh all right guys that's all i got hell yeah man i think that's all i got you got anything carl i'm good man thanks for having me on man thank you so much for being here and being the uh op producer too no problem all right guys hopefully everybody has a really good week uh, make sure you come check us out on the crystal join podcast discord server and yeah have a good week deuces see you <laughs>